The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. everyone welcome to a home sweet hell episode of radioactive metal this is episode 736 and i'm snowy white <laughs> this is aaron and i am never ready for your <laughs> descriptions we've got to start talking about them so i can compose myself <laughs> but at the same time i love being surprised that's right so yeah Anyway, yeah, home sweet hell, that's a great description for this one. Um, and welcome, everybody. I'm Aaron. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. It is coffee made by metalheads for metalheads. And we can officially say this because it's now been made official on Facebook. But um, the True Cult Coffee cult shall we say is mm-hmm. expecting an addition right Ooh. so they're, they're bringing mm-hmm. um you know a, another little demon into the world and, <laughs> congratulations yeah so you know it, it's just one of those things where again this is coffee made by people everyday people everyday families not some conglomerate corporation none of that kind of crazy stuff these are just people that like coffee making coffee they love metal, and they just want to spread that, right? So that's what's going on. So when you support True Call Coffee, you are supporting a family, mm-hmm. right? You know, not not just – you're not making sure somebody else gets their third yacht, their fourth BMW, their fifth Bentley, right? You are, you know, literally putting food on the table for young children and mm-hmm. adults. You know, and probably That's dogs right. and cats too, because I think right. they have a, have a pr- pretty, you know, pretty interesting family. Um, mm-hmm. But so, since we're on like the, the black metal thing, did it, did you see? I think it was the Hard Times, and I actually I like screenshot this one and sent it to my parents. But the Hard Times on Instagram said um, black metal parents are um, already hounding their 
their their child their children to give them a baby to sacrifice or something like that. Dude, it was great. I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. Of course, I had to send it to my mom because she has that same sense of humor. Right. You know, but yeah. So, True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What's happening there, Snowman? Well, um, things were, uh, things are going pretty good over here. Um, the missus has been under the weather for almost a week now. Uh, a mild pneumonia. She kind of gets this like once, uh, once a year, once, once every other year. So she's tough. I mean, she's been with me 30, 34 years now. Okay. Do you, you think, you know, pneumonia is going to bring her down? No, <laughs> like, it's probably right, like no her vacation. Yeah. Like, that's oh, right. My time off from snowy. I get pneumonia. Uh, that's right. That's right. Because she's, Basically, you know, I'm I'm on the couch. You know, she's got the 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 bedroom and the bed to herself while while she's ill and all that. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a break away from me. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Apart from that, um, our regular our regular listeners will remember last episode. I mentioned my brother who was having his his issues. Well, he's on the mend and. You know, everything's, you know, looking pretty good over there. So I really can't complain. It just her her falling ill kind of put a damper on some things I wanted to do this past weekend. My Brandon Weekings hockey team were in town. We had to pass on that. There is the annual record con here that, you know, that we always make our way out for. And well. She she couldn't make it out, and she's basically my ride. Okay, and to get to the venue where this con is on a Sunday bus schedule, forget it. Right, it just wasn't happening. So, yeah, she's on the mend. It's just, ah, it's been kind of hit and miss around here. But I did manage to check out some cool shit that um. I'll be talking soon enough in our uh, Metal Fix, but to get us there for the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee, let's get into this week's mandatory metal. Florida Death Metalers and Furion are self-releasing, like they're they're re-releasing their debut record, Give to the ground. No, their self-titled record. Okay. They're re-releasing it themselves. Total DIY. And more bands should do this. Bands, you know, that had a bit of success on some under some underground labels in the late 80s or early 90s. And if they've retained the rights to their work, which they should, it's the underground, like come on. I, I, I don't see Metal Blade holding out on bands, you know, because they're like really cool people. More more bands should be doing this and give give that that old classic or that one that maybe didn't capture the attention it should have gotten back in 1990. Give it give it some new life. Give it a fresh coat of paint and get it out there. Get it to us and. Uh, we will make sure we get it out to all of you beautiful listeners. So let's do that now. 
for True Cobalt Coffee's Mandatory Metal. This is Inferion with Give to the Ground.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what's going on? All right, so this is our reminder publicly and for everybody on the show, but you and I need to sit down, and maybe this is our topic next week, but we need to talk about the Monsters of Metal comic. Oh, yes. Because I got it, and it, it all happened when I was moving, but I got it, I read it, I love it, and I see that they keep putting more out, so it's not quite a series, it's kind of like a series of one-shots, but mm-hmm. it it feels like it's it's going to take root here. So you and I need to really dig into that <laughs> because I, it's I, like, I, I love it. Right. It, it wouldn't work in any other medium for what they're doing. Um, but it's just, it's super fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that's our first thing. So, you know, that, that's a note to us publicly because we've okay. talked about it before and I'm like, we can't let this go. Cause I love it. Especially mm-hmm. with Halloween, just, you know, right around the corner. Oh, for sure. Pausing for laughter, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's, that's the way I look. Actually, here in Winnipeg, mid-April for the second year in a row, we're having yeah. the Halloween in April gig coming up. Oh, see, that makes me so happy. And and that's the thing is like, uh, once I was past Christmas, I've already been looking forward to Halloween. Oh <laughs> so, hell yeah, yeah, and yeah. and record store day next come coming oh, up. That's soon. right. That's next. Oh wow, that's in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, well, this is part of my metal fix. I'll get to that one. I think it's part of my metal fix. Crap. Did I not put it in here? I don't uh, know. Darn it. All right. Hang on. Hopefully I don't forget, but I better sync this. But anyway, <clears throat> um, hold on here. I know. This is great. Great, great <laughs> radio, everybody. Sorry. All right. So, are you familiar with the song Ready, Steady, Go by Generation X? Yeah. Okay. I was two days ago years old when I (laughs) learned that Ready, Steady, Go was a TV show in the UK, right? It was a British TV show that played, you know, modern popular music. And when Billy Idol is singing about Ready, Steady, Go, he's singing about the TV show. And when he says he's in love with Kathy McGowan, she was a host of the show. Okay. I'm checking the show out. I, uh, dude, it's cool. Like, it was really cutting edge. Um, and it was direct competition for Top of the Pops. And where they edged out Top of the Pops was um, everything they did was live. Okay. Right. And if you remember, Iron Maiden famously, um, when they did Top of the Pops, um, you know, goofed off and handed off instruments so you could clearly tell that it was all, you know, lip syncing. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, Top of the Pops went way longer. But Ready, Steady, Go kind of kicked it all off and really set the tone, um, especially just for what was going on in London at that time. Mm-hmm. And the music scene and all that sort of stuff. So it was really cool. So, yeah, I just learned that because I'm listening to the lyrics because my daughter and I have been. Um, listen to a lot of music like when we when we go places together um you know she plays dj and we each pick songs you know right. and I, I i think she likes it because i don't 
re, you know, restrict explicit songs. I'm like, you want to listen to an explicit song? I prefer you listen to it with me in the car. Right. And then nobody knows about it, right? Because that, you, that's how my parents were. It. Yeah, that's how my parents were. Is like, while other parents were just banning everybody from listening to this stuff, my parents would listen to it with me. So my parents knew everything that was going on. You know, there were no secrets, right? And that's the, the same thing. So we're going back and forth. And I had to put on Ready, Steady, Go. Um, you would have been proud of me. I also put on um, Ice-T's Cop Killer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, she she's like, um, do you remember NWA's Fuck the Police? Um, I never really heard it. I know of, of it, obviously. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you should definitely give it a spin because it's fantastic for multiple reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Not oh, yeah. only is it just sure. a great piece of hip hop music, um, obviously, like it's the message, right? And, right? and there were just so many things happening. And so we, I, I can't remember how it came up, but one day one of the kids asked something about that. And I said, well, let's put on this song and let's listen to it. And oh, I know. You know what? I think they were talking about like explicit songs and, you know, why do people do it? I said, well, most of the time for explicit songs I listen to, like there's a message behind it. They're not just swearing to swear. Right. And they're like, well, what do you mean? So I put on that song, mm-hmm. you know, and so we're, we're listening to it. And, you know, my, my son, he's still just like, he's not quite grasping it. Like he, he just likes the explicit part, but my daughter's really listening to the lyrics. She's like, Oh, so dad, they're talking about this. I'm like, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's like, hey, you know, when we were driving up, she's like, well, could we listen to, um, you know, the F the Police song again? I'm like, well, how about we try a new one? And that's when I pulled up Ice T and Cop Killer, you know? Right. And she's like, holy crap, <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is this is my kind of stuff here. So, but anyway, so that that's how this all came about. Um, right on. Parenting. Look at that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and I know there are people that, that would have, you know, different feelings about this but i'm like i i would much rather her listen to everything you know and talk to me about it you know that's right there's a reason there's no songs called fuck the fire department let's just put it that way oh dude did you see (laughs) there is um i think the comedy store um shared a clip it's one of the funniest things i've seen (laughs) okay Um, because it, it it goes along with exactly with what you said, right? He's like, he's like, you know, how come um, a racist cop kills a guy and he's put on administrative leave? He's like, so we still pay him for killing somebody. Yeah. He's like, and he's if, he's on holiday. Yeah. He's he's like, you know what they should do? He's like, if you kill a guy, you know, for some racist reason, he's like, you're no longer a cop. You're a fireman because. Everything that makes you a bad cop makes you a great fireman. You're like, well, it was a fire. I was afraid, so I shot it. That's perfect. That's right. There you That's go. right. Fires are scary. Uh-huh. That's all right. That's He's right. like, I hate these fires. Since these fires came to this neighborhood, it hasn't been the same. Right. Put them out. You yeah, get rid of those fires. That's and a good point. Yeah. It, it was wonderful, right? Because it, they they really illustrated because you know, there's people that are torn on this, right? You know, right. and I I think that was probably the the funniest and best way that you could like illustrate like 
what the behavior is. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, you're right. Like, you know, no, says, fuck the fire department. Um, but anyway, so um, last week, well, which is actually this week, but last week when we spoke, um, we're my son and I were going to see uh, Godzilla. I don't okay. know it was last week. What's today? Today Tuesday, is tomorrow. Tuesday okay. as we speak. Yeah, so it was last week. Uh, so we saw Godzilla Tokyo SOS, and I have been kaiju obsessed since that. Of course. Because uh, it, it's the first Japanese like language movie, I guess, that I've seen in the theater, um, where it's not dubbed. It's all subtitles. Oh, okay. And... Like, I've, I've watched other Japanese subtitle movies, right? Like, I've watched that at home. But watching a movie at home is never, never the same experience as a theater, right? And it was just sure. so much cooler. And, like, not only was the movie cool, but even the stuff they played before the movie, they played actually Japanese toy commercials. Oh, nice. Yeah. It, dude, <laughs> That'd be it, great. And that's I, just I, it. It was the whole I, experience. I, I would watch an hour of that. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. It was so cool. It was so cool. Right. So, so obviously, you know, since then I'm like, Oh, what else can I watch? And I'm watching everything I can find. Um, I think last week I talked about Gamera being on prime. Well, now I found out that Gamera is coming to Netflix, um, as an anime. Oh, good. So it's going to be an anime series. Yeah. I can't wait to, cause I love, um, Gamera. And then through all that also, Ultraman. Um, cool. They're having the final season of Ultraman on Net on Netflix this year, I think. This year or next year. So that's coming. And then um, I wanted to mention, dude, did you hear about Blaze Bailey? Mm, something, but it never registered. It's just a heart attack out of nowhere. Holy jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he had to cancel a whole bunch of tour dates. Thankfully, he's doing well. I think they took him in for emergency surgery. You know, the bandmates have said that he's okay. And, you know, they're hoping to still get him back out there perform. But, like, jeez, jeez. Like, he's only 56, I think. Yeah. That's too early for that. Yeah. Like, he's only a couple years older than us. That's not, mm -hmm. that's not very old at all. Okay. And then, last thing, because we're, we're talking about, like, April and Record Store Day. 72 Seasons is releasing April 13th, right? Right. Well, April 14th, I guess. But April 13th is the Global Listening Party. And I actually ordered a shirt from Metallica for the Global Listening Party, hmm. um, which is super cool. Because it's got like the 72 Seasons very bright yellow M on a black T-shirt on the front. Mm -hmm. But then on the back, um, it has like a ticket for, for the night. Like it looks like a ticket, like the Admit One thing. So. Yeah, so I'm super excited and I cannot wait to report back on that listening party. Right on, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, what's going on with you, man? Uh, myself? Uh, this is going to be one of those rare moments where your metal fix is going to be much longer than mine. Because I actually, with everything going on, I like I missed out on a lot of stuff. Even yesterday, as we speak... Um, uh coincidentally there was a house show at the house at my buddy's house of hosers venue Dude, I that just they love had going on yeah yeah but unfortunately i couldn't make that um april 20th 420 though 
Same house, same same quote unquote venue. Please one tell of my me all time favorite. No, I wish. <sighs> I wish. I, I was wish. Like, Please tell me weed eater. Yeah, yeah. Like like we did. Oh, I don't know how many years ago was was now when we did have weed eater here in Winnipeg on four twenty. That's still one of my favorite interviews. Oh yeah, dude, that's my uh-huh. favorite interview. Yeah. Well, with this four twenty gig coming up, um. One of my favorite bands, not just from Winnipeg, but like all over the world, crossover band Solanum is headlining that one. So, hey, just not that I need to, you know, an, an excuse to to see one, see one of my favorite bands, but to see them in that setting. Yeah. In, in, in the house show setting is just going to be off the hook. Um so yeah, with everything going on, you know, with Mrs. Snowy, she's a little un- under the weather and all that. I, I kind of missed some stuff that would have been part of my metal fix, but I definitely had to make sure that I got out just this past Friday as we speak because Vancouver Crust Hardcore Band Bootlicker were in town. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah, I really dig this band. I haven't known about them for too long. I got the record here. It's a self self-titled record and of course it's it's it's, it's going to be one of those hardcore albums that um and they do this with the seven inch singles as well where you sometimes you have to guess what speed to put it on you know because you put the seven inch or and it's hardcore yeah. but you, you got to yeah. play it on 45 or you'll have a 12 inch ep but um, you have to play it on on forty five instead of instead of thirty three. Yeah, that's what I got to do with this. With this, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. There's like, like fourteen songs on it, but it's still going to be an EP. You know, I like these songs aren't very songs aren't very long, and I'm not going to go into the details about the music, but because I'm going to drop a track from it right away but one of one of the cool things with it is the liner notes the lyrics and the artwork is in the form of those old um those old school digest size digest size fanzines and i just love that i just love that i got i got a bunch of hardcore and punk albums you know that are in the shape of a zine like that so that's absolutely fantastic uh life lesson before we get to a bootlicker song here i got a life lesson a life hack here please people buy your vinyl at the end of the night not when you first get there okay (laughs) because because i bought the vinyl as soon as i walked in because i went to uh uh, my good buddy Ducky and I, we went to our friend Ninja Cat Jess's place. And we, you know, we tipped the elbow at her place before we, you know, before we basically kidnapped her to come out to the show with us. So I'm already half in the bag. So I'm kind of not doing what I should be doing. And I'm buying the vinyl because I'm already excited to see it. I'm buying it right away. I wake up the next morning and I got the Labatt flu going on and all that. So. <laughs> Bye. Flu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's when you're a little hungover. Oh, and I noticed the top corner of my 
vinyl and I got it in my hand right now and I'm going to cry again because it's bent. Ugh. It's bent. It's just, it's not that big of a crease, but oh, I'm so sorry, dude. you want your vinyl pristine. You want oh, your, yeah. you know, so, but that's on me. That's my fault. Yeah. Yeah. So life lesson, life lesson. Okay. Let's, um, let's, drown our sorrows here in snowy's um snowy's screw-ups here with a bootlicker song from that aforementioned self-titled lp ep etc etc this is herd the sheep
If you're listening to this for the first time on Friday morning on your way to work, like I'm sure the vast majority of our listeners do, the new Rotten Sound record, Apocalypse, is now available. And we went with the track Suburban Bliss. Great stuff, great stuff. There's a band, dude. They've been around for more than a day and a night now. And they're still doing it. They're still killing it. Fantastic stuff. So, like, I know you're you're big on the sound as well. I am. I'm. I'm a big fan because, and it was all because of one of the Revolver magazines when they still did. Was it the hottest chicks in metal is- issues they used to do? Right. And I remember you talking about it, and so I went and found it, and I'm like. And here's here's how terrible I am. I still have no idea who the girl was in the Rotten Sound t-shirt. But I remember <laughs> immediately talking to you and Rock. I'm like, what? what's this shirt with the HM2? And I think Rock was the first one. He's like, dude, that's Rotten Sound. I'm like, what have I been missing? What? 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 <laughs> like, what, this whole thing. And so, like, we, we went down the rabbit hole for the HM2 and Rotten Sound. And, you know, and now Entombed and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in, dude. I'm a big fan. Right on, right on. For for sure, for sure. Um, once again, Apocalypse, available now. So it was recently announced, and I actually started talking about this last week, and then I went, Argh! and put on the brakes and said, no, this would actually make a great discussion for next week. Okay, the Amityville Horror House, that famous house in Amityville, New York, okay, is back on the market. And the price has been, bad pun, the price of this has been slashed. (laughs) Down to, they dropped $100,000 off of it, or what it was. For for the the longest, for the... Okay, before I go any further, yeah. How how often do you get Amityville and the fictional Amity Amity Island on Jaws on the on on the first two Jaws movies? How often do you get like a make a mental flub or accidentally call Amity Island Amityville or vice versa? Do you do that? The first time I've ever made that cross association, no joke, was right now as you're talking about Amityville. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> okay. what is that in Jaws too? So yeah. Okay, never mind then, because I know that's kind of I've I've done it. I've done. It. I'm sure a lot of people that are familiar with both films at some point has done it now this the amityville house okay and i'm sure by now all the job we don't really have to go into any details and all that the amityville house itself is actually a long-running joke in snowy manor here where i like to tease my wife by saying yep i'm buying the amityville house and we're moving in we're moving in, and that's, you know, we're moving in. And, hey, don't you be doing that. You're going to be going by yourself. You're going to be living there. You're not getting me in there and all, and all that. This has been going on for decades. And it's been particularly fun now that it's back on the market and all that. So that kind of got me thinking, okay, this 
got to be some other well-known houses. Okay, because with 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 the Amityville house, I was like, what a great venue to have a house show. Okay, it, it's it's it, it's a famous house. It's got this storied history. It's big. Okay, and it can attract people, just as the house itself would be a gimmick to get people there to see the house show. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm thinking is the band, and you don't need a very big space. I've seen, you know, like I said, house shows, I've seen bands playing basements. Okay, so you don't need a lot of room, but I believe the main floor is kind of big. You can set up, like, maybe in the corner of the living room, and people can spread out all throughout the main the main floor and all that. Upstairs, okay, the bedrooms and all that can uh, is a could be a place for touring bands to crash and downstairs you can set up the merch in a bar i think that would work oh dude I think totally be, uh, not only not only for fans you, someone buys the amityville house and say this is going to be a venue Alice Cooper would be the first person there and saying, you know what? I want to, I want to play the Amityville house. Not only that, I want to shoot a live, a live show, a live DVD, you know, a live pay-per-view or something like this would attract this. It would make, it would be a big attraction and would track, would attract a lot of big names. I agree. You know, like, not and not not just big just big names, but you know also you get into the punk and the the, the hardcore and the and you know the death metal bands and all that. I, I, it works. It works, and it probably wouldn't take long. You know, if some other bands, if 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 word gets out, okay, uh, because the Alice Cooper show does really well. Like Jesus Christ, the. Just a couple, uh, um, a couple months months ago, I Alice Cooper. There was the the uh, DVD documentary of when they played a record store, yeah, to celebrate Dennis Dunaway's uh, book in 2015. So the Alice Cooper band would definitely play the Amityville House. Oh, absolutely! And it honestly almost has to be like a secret show, right? Yeah, because I th- I think it would just get out of hand in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now there's incidentals, you know, neighbors complaining and blah, blah, blah. But that we're not going to get into that because that's boring. I want to talk about the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and all that. So with that, and we can already scratch that off the list. With that, we thought it would be a really cool idea to come up with our own list of, you know, well-known houses or buildings to uh, that would probably make for a great house show venue. So I got the ball rolling here. I know you you have a list here. What have you got in mind? All right, first spot, the Munster House that they just bought built in Hungary. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can't Same think thing. of a better house because because <laughs> they recreated the whole thing right there in Hungary, right. And, I'm sure they just left it there, right? So I hope so. 
Like, why? And I mean, I can't believe that Rob Zombie himself hasn't thought to turn it into a venue. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, while we're at it, let, let's make this a small venue, at the very least a bar, right? But yeah, like, so, so that's my number one. Because I mean, so many people <coughs> would want to play that one. Oh, yeah. It's the same idea as the Amityville house, just not as taboo maybe i don't oh, know yeah definitely not taboo yeah. but i mean i i think like you'd have a steady stream for when we're talking the monster's house you would have a steady stream of psychobilly bands right like oh yeah coffin cats necromantics and um oh um necromantics other band oh my goodness I, who the Creep Show would be that'd be fantastic. Well, the Creep Show, yeah, yeah. but there's there's the other band, Horror Pops. Oh my goodness! Oh, there we go. I couldn't believe I forgot that. But but like all those bands would just be regulars there, mm-hmm. right? Like and again, same thing because they built this big house. You could have rooms upstairs for the bands to chill, and then they could play downstairs. Like I think that'd be fantastic small venue. And it, and even if they made it like destination for filming like live shows, you know, like I, I think it'd be super cool. Oh yeah, and just just like with the Amityville house, that's something that that a, band, a you know a band like Alice Cooper would play and want to film and document and put a DVD out and all that. That's a great idea, man. I wish I would have thought of that. All right, so what's on, what's next on your list? <laughs> well. I'm glad you brought up Rob Zombie. Okay, and I really dig his music and his movies for the most part. But there was this one time where him and his wife really gnawed me. Okay, because apparently where they live in L.A., I guess, across the street from them. And this was kind of a thing. It was This, is, this came out maybe about five years ago. So I don't know if they still live there. Or whatever, but it kind of got me thinking. Okay, okay. Now this is Rob Zombie we're talking about. Okay, and his wife across the street from their house was a, is a skate park. Okay, and skate parks can get noisy. Oh come on! And. And they filed a complaint about the noise from this skate park. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You're Rob fucking Zombie. They're the and right generation to be supporting it. Yeah, like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe this. Now I understand, guys, you know, he works uh, weird hours being a filmmaker and all that. But I lived across the street from a skate park. That would be... That, that that's music to my ears you know like some people like to listen to music when they as they go to sleep in their headphones and more and more people i guess are probably watching stuff on their phones in bed and all that people are you know finding ways of falling asleep man imagine like falling asleep to the sound of you know the wheels grinding and you know yeah but here's here's the deal he's also rob zombie Right? Uh He's not Justin Bieber. So if he goes over to the skate park and he's like, hey, what's going on? You know? And just like makes an appearance and and starts becoming friendly with everybody. Then when he's got a week where he's working long hours, like, hey guys, 
I'm going to be, you know, working till whatever and trying to sleep during these hours. I am sure they'd be like, all right, um, would you be cool if we did like special, like midnight skate parties that week? Yeah, that works. You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. he's Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think he needs to file a complaint. I think he just needs to go over and people are like, holy shit, it's Rob Zombie. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. yeah can, can we, can we be an extra? You know, like, what's happening? <laughs> there you go. Well, I was kind of thinking something different okay. because af- after, you know, filing the complaint, I don't know what happened to it. Maybe they realized, you know, that there were being squares and they withdrew it or I, I just I just don't know. But a um, a show at the skate park with some skate rock bands, bands like JFA, the Battalion of Saints. I don't want to say suicidal tendencies because they're probably buddies with zombie and that would kind of defeat the purpose and all that. And I'm solid. Um, Honestly, I think that um, suicidal tendencies would show up just to like, you know, um, bust with zombies balls. Yeah. Or zombie would say, Oh, look, suicidals are across the way. Let's go and let's, let's go check them out. And that would be the only reason why they would do that. And that's lame. And all that. So, yeah, a wicked skate park, you know, we'd cross the street from Rob Zombies to see, like, Jodie Foster's army or something like that. That'd be fantastic. That was just fantastic. What? A, yeah, and I've seen, like, we've had um, music festivals at the local skate parks here where they just set up a little awning beside, you know, beside the park. And bands bands play, and you have the option of watching or skating around while you're while you're uh, while you're listening to the music. And I did both. I would I would skate around for a bit and stop, watch my buddies play, go back, and just it's 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 a great time. Now, ah, doing that at a JFA show would be off the hook, man. And it would be even better beside Rob Zombie's house. Oh, dude, it'd be killer. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, what you got? All right. So this one is my ridiculous one. Oh, okay. This one is so far-fetched, so okay. impossible. But at the same time, it makes sense. Okay. London, England. Okay. The ultimate house show, Buckingham Palace. <laughs> God save the queen. It, exactly right. <laughs> like you'd have to have the Sex Pistols jumping the fence, setting up, playing it. You know, somebody else is like knocking out the guards, cutting the thing, and the, like it's absolutely utterly ridiculous today because in today's world everybody'd be shot by the time they got there i'm sure they got drones and stuff and cameras everywhere right but in the 70s they mm-hmm. could have pulled it off <laughs> i think so yeah like, I think like so i honestly think that the sex pistols could have pulled it off and played god save the queen on the lawn at buckingham palace so yeah that that's my ridiculous option uh, that's not that ridiculous considering what I'm going to throw out there. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you brought up Buckingham Palace. Oh my God. I love how we do this. I thought 
of the White House. Okay. I now, can't believe I didn't think of the White House. There's rhyme and reason for this. I'm talking at the White House. Yeah. Either during uh, Trump's reign of tyranny or his upcoming reign of tyranny. Okay. As soon as he gets back into power. But a gig at the White House. Okay. And I remember a little while back during his campaign. They used, and we talked about this on the show, yes, and I had a big yeah. laugh, and I, they used... Um, We're not going to take it. CCR's oh, that Fortunate one. Son. Okay, yep, I forgot you about know. that one, yeah. And it's like, Jesus, that song is about you. Right. Okay, like, it's anti-you, and you're using it for your campaign. Now, let's take this one step further, because I could actually see this happening where trump goes you know i really like that band ccr are the kids still listening to the oh, i'm sure they are okay the, the kids will just love it i really oh, like the, you know i like that song fortunate son as well let's 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 get let's get ccr here playing the white house that'll make great pr and i <laughs> and all that and of course, they do one song, "Fortunate Son," dedicated to Trump. The irony is totally lost on him and his minions. And then he leaves, and then we have something to laugh about for the rest of our lives. I I, I could totally see that, and I would pay to see that. Now, let's also rewind. A couple of years now, maybe maybe about a year ago, when um, fans started noticing raids against the machine and who they are, what they're about, their lyrical content, and exactly what they're raging against. And we're talking about conservative fans that have now. Hey, wait a minute! I, I love that band. Oh, these pinko commies, they're these fucking left, left-wing left bastards and all that. I can't believe it. Well, same thing, okay? The people didn't just, didn't know what Rage Against the Machine was and what they were all about. Well, same idea. Well, the kids are listening to this Rage Against the Something. Let's, uh, <laughs> this would make a great photo op. For us, let's get them to play the White House. <laughs> and if they wanted to, the way they protested the PMRC at um, what oh, what tour was it? Lollapalooza. Yeah, they stopped. They had the stop in Philadelphia, nineteen ninety. It was shortly after the first record came out, and their whole set was just them coming out. Naked, gagged, gagged, and the, each one had the letter P M R C. That pissed off fans in Philadelphia that wanted to see Rage. I would have loved every second of that. I mean, okay. I think they could have still played Naked with P M R C and just played. You know, personally, I mean, I'd play Naked. Especially yeah. in the nineties. <laughs> and or, and at least at least, you know, as the the last 
five minutes of your uh, of your uh, of of your set, put the put the gag on, and then just stand there in unison, PMRC, and all that. I'd love to see that at the White House. <laughs> so not only would that be fun, but the thing is. You know, that band is very politically active and politically intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Morello has a poli sci degree. Like, he went to Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how many guitarists that are rock stars have ever gone to Harvard, but I, I can only name one. So, there, if there are <laughs> yeah. any more, you know, color me shocked. But, you know, he, he's no dummy, and neither's the rest of the band. So that would be fun because Tom also worked in Washington for a while. (coughs) So that'd be interesting. But, you know, since we're talking the White House, I think another band to have on that same bill would be Anti-Flag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that it works any politically minded band. And have them open up with Die for the Government. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. It, It works. It works. I just chose... Those two bands, just because of the connection they already had to the White House, and the the the, the irony of it all. So, be hysterical. yeah, it works. It works. Yeah, yeah. What else you got? All right, the Ghostbusters Firehouse. <laughs> ah, ah, damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that on your list? No, oh. no. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is like I think, think this is going to turn to like a game of one-upmanship with all the ridiculous stuff we're going to come up with um, but yeah I start thinking I'm like dude I mean I, again for so many so many bands that you know have p- members that are close to our age <coughs> they would all want to play there mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. Ghostbusters for so many of us was that movie where we really got and quoted the humor, you know, and it was also coming out at the time VCRs were becoming popular. So you could watch it at home and like, dude, like I, I love that movie, you know? Oh, me too. Yeah. So I, I think that'd be an amazing place to play. And I, again, this is like, as we talk about these venues, why people haven't already done some of these is beyond me because mm. I mean, if you've, you know, if you've got the property like the firehouse, like um, if it still truly exists somewhere in New York city, why hasn't somebody turned it into a venue? I think yeah. that'd be amazing. Right. It would be. Yeah. Like if it's not functioning as something else, at least uh, uh, the ghostbusters museum, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. you know, for sure, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you brought up the Ghostbusters. Now that I think about it, and I didn't know you were going to do this. We haven't shared lists. Now, that, that's the best part. Is like we, we never share these, and we always have these like like very similar themes here. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But in June, I guess on Ghostbusters Day, the day in 1984, June something, when the Ghostbusters, the first movie came out up here at my park theater on that day it's a saturday afternoon they're airing 
the first two Ghostbusters movies. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Okay, as a double feature. And the Winnipeg Ghostbusters are going to be in attendance. Who are the Winnipeg For this, the Winnipeg Ghostbusters are, um, they're a group of cosplayers that okay. just love the Ghostbusters. So kind of like the 501st Legion. Uh, the Stormtrooper guys. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, probably something like like that, yeah, because they they get all done up in their costumes, okay, and they look really good, and they do appearances for charity or at the cons at 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 the collectible cons, and just wherever you know at the comic book shops and wherever people want to hire them, you know, and they're all the money goes to uh to, to charity so i'm looking forward to on ghostbusters day seeing ghostbusters in the theater again with the winnipeg ghostbusters that's i'm jealous that's going to be off the hook like that's going to be absolutely fantastic S- speaking of cool movies yeah okay how familiar are you with Return of the Living Dead? I know you've seen it before. Uh, yes, I've, I've watched it with you. And it's funny because I was trying to make that make my list. So I'm curious to see how you're going <laughs> to make, it make your did. list. Well, just like the Amityville house, the warehouse, okay, that acted as the Unita Medical Supply Warehouse, where <sighs> all it went down... That building is on the market. Damn it. Okay. I was trying to find a connection I could work for that one. <laughs> okay. Well, there's the graveyard, maybe. I don't know. There's the graveyard. Yeah, Ooh, no, this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, that, that building is for sale. Apparently, they're asking a cool $7 million for well, that. It's commercial real estate. That makes sense. But, uh, re- yeah, that much, though? Yeah, I mean, you think it's worth it, it? it. It's in L.A., right? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that that's honestly about market for L.A. right now. Okay, I thought that was a lot. It is. You know, You're not and... wrong. It's it's definitely a lot, but I mean, it's it's L.A. Like that because uh, I I listen to a lot of podcasts where they talk about like the L.A. market, um, and. Not like I listen to real estate real estate podcast, but they just happen to be ta- talking about this stuff. And um, it's probably on Let There Be Talk because he would have had somebody else on, someone else who owned a warehouse, and they were talking about what he can sell the warehouse for now and what they go for. So yeah, like that 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 really doesn't shock me. Uh, okay, I thought that was pretty damn steep, and I thought okay. Any businessman in the real estate, you know, air area, they're just not going to go. What? Oh my God! I have to buy that. That's that's where the you need a medical supply was. Return of the Living Dead. You know, I just just don't see that. But okay, for a guy like me, money being no object, man, that would be fantastic. That, that, that would make it great, but you can bring in bands like Mortician, Acid Witch, all, all those bands that have a strong connection to horror and horror films, bands like that. 
particularly well, medical supplies, um, carcass, <laughs> hey, carcass, yeah. carcass. Yeah. Like a, lo- a lot of, a lot of these bands, like you would be really hard pressed to find a thrash or death band that doesn't love return of the living dead. Yeah. You could, you, you, you could have a big festival. You could bring Linnea Quigley in to, uh, do some autographs and make, make personal appearances headlining. Okay. And they're from L.A. Forty Five Grave. That is that's the oh, yeah. punk band whose um their 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 uh, zombie version of Party Time is one of my all time favorite songs. Easy top five, and uh, that's the main theme to or one or, or one of the main themes from the soundtrack. Like. Forty-five grave in the Unita Medical Supply Warehouse, playing party time. Ugh. Yeah, that'd be pretty killer. <laughs> ah, the shit your mind comes up with, you know. And you know, with money being no object, all of this is doable. You know, you'd have to pull some strings for the White House or Buckingham Palace and all that, but. Also, no. So, so with both of those, I think the most punk rock thing we could do is jump the fence and play the show. Uh, well, I guess we wouldn't have to. Yeah, just get in, get out. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I mean, you know, I, I think to be responsible, we should all have bulletproof vests and uh, understand yeah. what we're doing because, uh-huh. you know, um, <laughs> let, let's face it, security guards typically don't have a great sense of humor. So Not at all. The, the joke's going to be lost on them. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What else you got? All right. You ready? <clears throat> yeah. Camp Nobisco in Hardwick, New Jersey. Okay. I have a feeling that I should know this. That is where Friday the 13th was filmed. Okay. Like I was kind of thinking that. Was it Sleepaway yep. Camp? Was it Friday the 13th? That would make a great festival site for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's still an active Boy Scout camp. So that would be a tougher one to do. Right. I, I guess, well, you'd have to have it in the fall. Like when there's no, oh, yeah. um, when there's no, no campers. Well, but here's the thing: like fall jamborees are a thing, winter campouts are a thing. You, you, it, it have to be very strategically planned. Mm-hmm. It, it honestly might be more of like an early spring thing there. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course, I haven't been the Boy Scouts a year, so I don't know if they still do that stuff. But anyway. Well, yeah. hey, it, 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 you can get. Okay, you you set up a festival there. You can get any band, you can get any metal, any punk, any psychobilly, any and any of those bands, any of the subgenres would play a festival there. Easy, easy. Yeah, I can't any, think of a single one. Uh, I mean, we we could like literally, it could be like a hell fest, a death fest. Uh, a psychobilly fest. It could be any of those at a site like that, you know. And and that's all you have to say is like, hey, we're going to be playing this Boy Scout camp, and people are like, what? Like, no, no, no. This is where the original Friday the Thirteenth was filmed. The big, I'm there. That the, the, people won't even be negotiating salaries. I'm in. That's right. <laughs> you know. 
That's right. And no no one would be worrying about their, their slice of the pie and all yeah. that. They just want to play. They just oh, want to shit. Yeah. Oh, I've, I, it, this, just, just, this just hit me now. Yeah. Okay, I forgot to mention it at the top of the hop, but I'm having a big cup of True Cavalt coffee in my Friday the 13th mug. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm kind of holding it up for you to see it, but you can't. That's all right. <laughs> uh, look at how that worked. That is pretty funny. Yeah, that is. <laughs> it's a fantastic. Great idea. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What's your next yeah. one? Um, how familiar are you with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I am so glad you brought that one up because that's another one that I'm like, man, what if that ranch was available? Like that farm. Okay, that ri- original house. Okay. Because it, it's, I don't know if it's still up. I, I, I heard some horror, famous horror film house has since been demolished over, over the years. I don't know if it's still up. I know that the gas station is still there because, um, I've had friends that a friend that went down to Texas on holidays this this summer. Radioactive metal alum K Smith, the tattoo artist that we had on talking yeah. about tats and all that. She went down there and she took pics there of the the original gas station. Oh, that's from cool. back then. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Well, I'm thinking the house. Okay, even the house in the remake with Jessica Biel, if you wanted, because that house was was pretty cool as well. It's big, okay, and you could have a festival there. You know, people can, you know, the bands could play inside. Yeah, but it's a, it's a way, it's off on its own little territory and all that. So um, noise wouldn't be an issue, and people can mill in and out of the house, and you know. Maybe even have a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah, it would be absolutely fantastic. And once again, every band, you know, that uh, that likes like that that stuff, right from Alice Cooper to a local Texas hardcore band, would love to play the old Texas Chainsaw House. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> And I'm almost near the end of my list here. What do you got? All right. You ready for this one? Yep. 1428 North Janice Avenue. <sighs> okay. 1428 North Janice. Yeah. Focus on the 1428. Okay. Yes, I'm feeling I should know this. If it was 1428 Elm Street, would that make a difference? Uh, are you talking okay would that be this is nancy's house nancy's house okay (laughs) all right the second you said elm street i'm like okay that could still be you know a very because we have an elm street up here and here here in winnipeg but well that's the actual address for the house where they filmed it okay see i did not know that (laughs) thank you very much and i should have known that Okay, that is perfect. Okay, because it's a house. It's just a house. It's nothing flashy. You know, it's not the White House. It's not this. It's it, we. Yeah, I was in a movie and, and all that, but 
it's just a house. You can take the same idea and say the original Myers house in Halloween. Oh, yes. And I think I think that is still up. Uh, it's probably seen better days, but if you were to spruce it up, you know, and you wouldn't be able to get too many people in either of these houses. But from what I've learned, you don't need, you know, a lot of people to put on a kick-ass concert. You just need a handful of very enthusiastic people because that's that's the key to a good house show. Not necessarily <clears throat> which bands you booked and if, you know, they played the best gig they ever did. Did the people come to the show? Did they have a good time? Did they hang out? That's what's key. And yeah, in two regular houses like that, it would really work. It would really yeah. work. Ah, I wish I would have thought of that now. Yeah, that's another one. Right. I, I, a lot of the ones that I was coming up with, I'm like, oh, you're going <laughs> to duplicate me. Ah, okay. So far, so good. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm wishing that I did, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And finally, okay, I'm going to give a shout out to Crystal and Madsta, my buddies that um, live in the House of Hosers, okay, that, that put these awesome shows on. I would really like to see. Okay, a show there, which I'm going to, but how about a stand-up featuring Bob and Doug McKenzie? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. they, they don't got to play any instruments. Maybe they'll have a support band to go on before they do. But they can just go down in the basement, grab a mic, and just be a couple hosers in the house of hosers. That'd be insane. Okay. And like that would attract a lot of attention. Okay. And you wouldn't be, you know, the, the amount of interest, you know, you would have to have like contest winners or we would have to keep it. Oh yeah. Just, just to, um, a, a guest list. Yeah. Cause that's going to get out of hand in a hurry. Right. Right, so it would kind of have to be a secret show, like most house shows are, anyways. Right. Like, I don't know if you if you see the house show flyers anywhere, but they don't give an address. They say, you know, location. Ask a punk. That's <laughs> that tells that says okay, find a punk. He'll tell you where the house of hosers is. That's okay. Terrible, dude. Yeah, yeah, and it, okay. Um. <clears throat> when the legendary Daigle abortions on Murray's Murray the Cretan's birthday, this would have been about three years ago now, I guess. They played our, our good buddy Travis's place. Yeah, he, I remember he, that. He, he put on a lot of house shows in in at, at his place, and he will continue. Okay, so I'm thinking. Uh, okay. If the Day Glows can do it, how about the Forgotten Rebels? One of my all-time favorite punk bands anywhere. And unfortunately, this this is this would be just a pipe dream because I believe the vocalist passed away a couple years ago, but direct action. Like one of my all-time favorite bands, Death Sentence. Just any one of these legendary Canadian hardcore bands 
playing the house of hosers would just wow that would be absolutely off the hook so oh absolutely dude that is my that those are my picks you got anything else i do i have two two more oh, well I, oh, so okay. a, a, a couple things i was thinking I was trying to think of like some legendary like punk rock kind of place or just even significant metal things. And one of the things I was thinking, because again, it would fit the aesthetic and the ridiculousness. So Black Flags Damaged was recorded at Unicorn Studios in LA, like Hollywood, right? And I'm pretty sure, and I was, I was I couldn't find addresses. I couldn't I couldn't confirm any of this, but I was pretty sure that Henry had said in one of the podcasts that it's now a Trader Joe's. So okay. how cool would it be to have Black Flag come back and play Trader Joe's? <laughs> okay, Trader Joe's. That's kind of like a uh, like I know of it. It's a store. Oh, it's a grocery store. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. We don't have that up here. I, dude, it's honestly one of my favorite grocery stores. Um, they're they're a very they're they're a chain, but they're a small chain, and it's it's really interesting because they're they they still seem to operate on values that a lot of other businesses have forgotten. Right. You know, like so, if you know the story of like brands like Guinness, you know, starting back in the you know, 1400s or whatever it was, 1800s, whatever, where they, they take care, really take care of the employees. I, it's, it's very similar. Like the employees that work there like working there and oh, okay. they treat the customers like gold because they like working there, you know? And, um, it's, it's good quality food. It's interesting food, you know, like they're, there are things you could try there that you might not try other places. You're probably going to like it, you know, and, and like, it's, it's all over the map. So where they'll have like unique Asian flavors or unique um, Spanish and Latin flavors to, they made up this thing they call cookie butter. So it was basically like peanut butter, but it's cookies. And I, I'm not going to do it justice, but it's one of the best things I've had. And then they're like, hey, what if we made that an ice cream? And uh-huh. my entire family loves the ice cream. Like, when okay. we get a pint of that, like, it's gone. And um, the thing I haven't been able to find, because and, and, I, I, it's seasonal, but I also think they, they probably stopped making it. They started making cookie butter beer. I'm like, well, I've got to try that. Ooh. Right? Shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, that's Trader Joe's. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um. But then here's here's two other ones, and these are both barns. Okay. Because I was thinking, like, man, it'd be fun to like have like a good barn show, and the two famous barns I could think of. One, the Duke Farms barn. <laughs> okay. Right, like picture that, like you know, you find find the Duke Farms barn that they used to use in the in the show, um, and the barn from Smallville. Oh, okay. You know, it, either the Smallville from like the late '90s or the current Lois and Superman series. Ooh, which I haven't seen a single episode of that yet. Believe it or not, I'm not sure how I feel about it. We can talk about that another time. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, like, yeah, a good barn show. You know? Yeah, you can kind of set the band up, 
you know, towards the back of the barn and you can keep the doors open and all that. And if the shows are really good, like really, really good right off the hook, would you say those shows are barn burners? Oh, absolutely. I'd say it's a barn burner. <laughs> um, so do you guys have barn shows up there? Have you guys ever had that? Not that I know of. So like, is there is there a lot of farmland around where you are? Oh, I'm on the prairies. Yeah. Okay. Because where I grew up, very rural, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, we obviously, we had the city of Pittsburgh, but where I was, crazy rural. And, like, having a barn show was a, a great thing, right? Like, you know, you get somebody who has a barn, you run some extension cords, and boom, there we go. We're having a show. Right on. Yeah, that sounds so like a fantastic idea. All right, but that right. that's my list, and I I think we've we've come up with some pretty great suggestions here. <laughs> I think so, I think so, and hopefully, you know, maybe some of our astute listeners, you know, that have access to a barn, you know, have you know, or maybe this will will inspire some of our listeners to maybe put on a house show themselves. I think that would be really cool. I think that would be really cool. Um, let's get into some tunes here, some rather appropriate tunes. How about the Texas Toast Chainsaw Massacre? I don't know if we've ever played this band before, but I've kind of felt, hey, how about them playing the old Texas Chainsaw Massacre house? Wouldn't that be absolutely amazing? So let's... fantastic. For sure, for sure. And they're big wrestling fans, considering the song we're going to play from their Till Death Do Us Party record. <laughs> this is Texas Toast Chainsaw Massacre with Suplex City, bitch.
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Brocast podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.
That was the aforementioned direct action from their classic album, Trapped in a World. That was the title track. Really, really cool stuff. And dude, like one of my all-time favorite records. You know, it came out in the uh, mid-80s, you know, smack dab right in the middle of high school. You know, I was that... <laughs> I was that young, angry, rebellious punk, and that record was just kind of a soundtrack to the whole to to high school for me. Really, really great stuff, and something for the youngins from today: the new Hell Ripper, Warlock, Grim, and Withered Hags available now. Really great stuff. That is Goat Vomit Nightmare. I love titles like that. With just some of these some some of these bands. <laughs> okay they they play this really super serious brutal death and thrash and all that and then they just give some of the most ridiculous titles to their songs and it works yeah. it works so well and it's absolutely fantastic yeah yeah and what's absolutely fantastic is this week's indie spotlight We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Yes, Metal, there is an Arkansas, shall we say. (laughs) Just to keep you entertained, I got to come up. With some of these wicked references oh, and all dude, that. The most ridiculous things, dude. I love it. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, we're going to Little Rock, Arkansas this week, and we're going to introduce everyone to the awesome trad metal band Mortalis. We are human, their record available now. Really, really great stuff. Let's sit down and give this a listen. Once again, this is Mortalis with intended victims. Drones exploded over the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv last night. Residents were urged to stay in shelters and safe places. But a wave of Russian attacks over the weekend has left at least Under the gun 
Mortalis.bandcamp.com to give this record a listen. Or you know what? Just go to mortalismetal.com. That's the website. And I'm sure that'll give you all sorts of cool links to set you up with everything that you need to do with this awesome band. Well, my friend. I think we uh, knocked another one out of the park this week. Hell yes, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out on this Tuesday night. And thank you uh, so much for everyone listening, tuning in like they do every week. We appreciate everyone that takes time out of their busy schedule to listen to us. Or they probably listen to us while they're doing their busy schedule. Well, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So thank you. Um, to get us on out of here, I thought we would hearken back. Yes, I said hearken. Back to those glorious new wave of British heavy metal days 
and let's give some uh, air air time to a band that um, probably when you think of those awesome that awesome era, virtue probably doesn't immediately spring to mind. So let's go out with because um, they basically just did their demo, a single. And that was kind of it for Virtue until a couple of years ago when they put out a like a compilation of some stuff and some live rarities, blah, 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 all, all the usual stuff. But let's go with the title track from their seven incher We Stand and Fight. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear Snowman, RadioactiveMetal.org. All episodes, past, present, and future can be found there. Facebook.com slash radmetal. That's our one of our social pages. The other one where I've really been slacking, but hopefully with Record Store Day coming up, mm-hmm. um, we'll change that. And honestly, another reason I've been slacking is my camera sucks lately. And I don't know if it's my case and I just haven't sat down to play with it. Um, but at radmetal666 for Instagram. And then radmetal666 at Gmail to drop us a line. You can find us on Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, um, any any place you can find a podcast. We triple dog dare you to not find us. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like we dare you. You're not going to do it. Um, and then we are also proud members of the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. A whole host of fantastic podcasts, a lot of wrestling podcasts. Our sister podcast is out there, A Wrestling Night in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, where the host sounds a lot like Snowy. It's very interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. Good, handsome good guy. looking guy. Yeah, handsome guy. Yeah. And thanks to the Shining Wizards Network, we are also on Spotify. So if you go to Spotify, look for Shining Wizards Network, you can find us there. So all that's right. all the stuff. Right on, right on. And just a little reminder, okay, this weekend, as you're listening to this, the day of release is WrestleMania week. So when you're all um, wrestlemania out and you've had all your fun this weekend, be sure, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. A lot of these podcasts are going to be covering wrestling mania. So, uh, yeah, you're going to want to come on down and check everyone out. Um, in the meantime, in between time, that's it. This has been a Home Sweet Hell episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.